Well, kia ora, Vainant here from the Family Life New Zealand team and welcome to this brand new podcast called Praying for Families New Zealand. Uh, now, this conversation is designed to help you grow in your knowledge and in your skill and just share some ideas about praying and also praying more effectively uh, for our families. We want to see a nation changed um, through the power of prayer. I, I like the phrase mountain moving power of prayer. And so I'm on a journey learning about prayer and about praying more effectively. It's a conversation. So join me on this journey as we learn more about praying and specifically praying for families. My name is Vayner Jacobs and I hope you enjoyed today's session with Anne Muir. Well, kia ora, Vainant here from the Family Life New Zealand team and welcome. This is a brand new discussion that we're uh, bringing to you around the topic of prayer. And um, you would have probably listened to our prayer of blessing for families, Aotearoa, already, which is a uh, prayer that was written by uh, Sheena Harris. She's down in Hamilton and uh, we've been working in collaboration with a few people just to see the this idea of praying over a nation, uh, praying over the families in your neighborhood, praying for your own family, uh, the power of prayer and the power of God to to join and create wholeness uh, within our communities. And so this discussion is uh, brought to you with the focus and the, the aim to help you practice what praying together as a family looks like, why it's important, what are the, what are the benefits, uh, what are some of the uh, practical things that you could do to, uh, I guess, grow in the, the and I want to call it a skill because I think as with skills, it's often something you can learn how to do better. It's a discussion to, to unpack just, you know, what is prayer and how can we pray in a way that connects us to each other and to God. And we want to tap into the mountain moving power of prayer. That is why I'm excited to um, have a chat today with Anne Muir. Uh, she heads up a, a team at her local church um, around the whole uh, inner healing space, uh, prayer ministry. And I know that the discussions and you know even the prayer times that I've had um, with and has always been so filled with the peace and the presence of God. And, and I'm hoping to tap into a bit of her years of experience today in different modalities of inner healing uh, experience in practically praying with people and walking with people through their pain to a place of wholeness. So uh, that's a bit of a mouthful, but Anne, welcome to our discussion. And I just, you know, if you would take a moment to uh, say hi, introduce yourself, and I guess what is it that I know you don't like to say be known for, but what is it that 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 you're known for? The area that you that you enjoy um, spending your time in. Kia ora, kia ora, Thank you for that introduction. Namihi, kia koto, everyone. Um, thanks for listening in. I guess I I really feel called to the delight of seeing people connected in a deep way to God and to each other. So it's about building relationship, building community, all centered around a really healthy, honest, authentic relationship with God. So that's what I hope I uh, help facilitate for people. I love that. And, and what is a relationship if there's no communication, right? 
uh, we, we deal with uh, the whole marriage topic and relationship and how people build into their, uh, their relationship there. And, you know, what is prayer uh, else than talking to Jesus? And so I love the way you, um, I guess, I almost want to say demystify prayer. In, in some Christian contexts, um, I know I've had many conversations with different people and they've got a different, many people have a different view of, of prayer or they, they view it in a, in a different light. Um, to me personally, you know, again, like it's having a conversation, it's talking to, to Jesus, um, my savior is being honest, uh, bringing your heart to God, having that conversation. But I'm particularly interested. And recently we, we had a chat about, uh, the work that you're doing and also some new research that you're, um, learning, uh, particularly around the brain and development. And I'd love to learn more about that on our discussion and then sort of segue into the prayer aspect and how that links to prayer. So we're going to take you on a bit of a journey, uh, but, and tell me a bit about, you know, this recent like developments that you're just learning about and, you know, that you're excited about uh, in terms of joy and healing when it comes to people in community. Yeah, so I tapped into this um, this body of research and community of people formed around a man called Dr. Jim Wilder, and he has developed a really, really beautiful um, combination of biblical truth and neuroscience. And obviously, neuroscience will always agree with biblical truth. Mm-hmm. So what's been fascinating to me has been that um, Understanding how my brain works, because God's designed it this way, Mm. really helps me connect with other people better and it helps me connect with God better. So the best bit about, uh, I'd say the easiest bit that I've learned is the right side of my brain, which carries all of my memory, my emotions, my sense of who I am and what it's like me to be, in other words, what my people value, all of that stuff can disappear from my access if um, the switch in my brain turns off. So there's a switch in my brain that says, right now, I don't want to be in relationship. Something feels bad to me. Something feels scary to me. And so I lose access to all of that emotional, useful resource. Mm. Now, if I approach God in prayer, from that place where I'm not feeling um, connected to who he is and how good he's been to me in the past and all the beautiful stuff that he does with me and for me, then my prayer will feel pretty dry. Okay. But if I can start my prayer by simply appreciating him, Mm. so appreciation is the best way to get this part of your brain firing. Yep. So if I can just begin by saying, you know, Lord, I love it how you're always there for me. Mm. I love it how you always want to listen to me. Mm. I love it how you, and I just appreciate his character mm. and how mm. he is with me. Within two minutes, my brain is fully integrated and all working. Yeah. So I can yep. move then from appreciation to whatever else I want to talk to him about. Yeah. So I'm going to back like up just a a bit because I know sometimes I take a while to take in information and maybe some of those listening would too. 
So you spoke about fear and how that sort of limits access to a relational aspect or thinking or part of your brain. Did I get that part? Yeah. So I don't know if, you know, brain terms aren't altogether useful, but the, the amygdala in our brain decides yeah. decides all, all the time, like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this scary? Okay. So if I'm going through something troubling or scary, mm. my amygdala is like, okay, shut down the rest of the brain and let's just deal with, you know, how we respond to bad or okay. scary. And, and then when I approach prayer or approach praying from that state of mind, it actually limits my connection to God. And now I'm not praying from a place of connection at all, but I'm praying from a place of fear. And then the segue to that then would be starting your prayer from a place of gratitude and then sort of switching what part of your brain is sort of taking the lead. Did I, did I get that? Did I get that sort of right? Yeah, you summed that up really well. So okay. I, think, I think the best advice um, I've received from this is if I can be still and then just share my appreciation with God and then wait for his response. Mm. So I'm telling him. How does he respond? So I'll receive a little, I might be a picture, it might be a word, it might be a scripture, it might just be his peace falling on my shoulders, you know. Mm. Uh, so that's his response to me. That's him letting me know that yeah. he's with me and how he's responding to me. So once I've done that, then I can, can I tell you like a four-step model? I found really useful. Come, come on, that'll be so, so useful. So it goes, so you go appreciation. You wait yeah. for a response. Mm. Okay. I, I love that. Can I can I just speak to that for a moment? Because I think a lot of times, um, maybe just in the 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 area that I grew up in, in terms of Christianity, um, and, and I guess a lot of times, I guess growing up, I had a view of prayer being expressing my needs to God. Like we pray when we want something from God. That that's sort of the no one would really say that out loud, but Quite often, that's what our prayer lives look like, you know, go to God with this list. But I love the way you just said, yeah, well, actually, we praying for me starts with gratitude. And then this part, being still, as in <laughs> starting a conversation and then actually waiting for someone to to respond. And and I I don't know, in my own life, sometimes I, I miss that, that step, but it's makes 100% sense if you put it like that, that way. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, that I think if we think of a, a child-parent relationship, mm. you know, there's times when that's what we want from our kids. Yeah. We, we want to know what they need from us. Yes. We want yes. to know how they can help us. Yeah. But there's also some delight in when they come and say, Mom, I just love it when you're creative and that, you know, you've mm. made this or done that or, yeah. you know, and so then I say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it and I love it that you noticed and, mm, you know, and mm. it kind of rolls like that. Yeah. So I think God is God is father, God is yep. parent, God is all the things he wants to be for us. There's That's a so place good. for this kind of conversation as well. Mm, mm. Okay, so it's the first spot of that four step is approaching God with gratitude and mm. then sitting still and 
waiting for a response. Yeah. And it, it is useful if you can, if you're a person who likes to write things down, then it is useful to write it down because then you've got a record of your journey and relationship with God that you can always come back to. So that would be part of my process would be write down how he responds to me. Yeah. And so what does this mean? Is this like an audible voice that you hear, you know, what does, what does this sound like or feel like? It varies, right? It's, it could be an impression. Mm. It could just be um, a little pop in thought of a memory of a place where we'd shared something good together. Mm. Mm. It could be, he reminds me of a verse that's meant something really important within the last week. So he gives me a scripture. Or um, I see a picture of, you know, my granddad putting me on this rock and letting me ride it like it's a horse, you know. There's, a, there's something he's wanting to share with me about mm. the nature of that relationship that he also feels towards me. Yeah, so just to be clear, I mean, to those listening, it's not necessarily that God speaks to you in an audible voice. I know that for me personally, I've never heard God speak in an audible voice, but quite often some of the responses that I've had in prayer time could have almost felt as strong as it could be an audible voice, but that's very few and far between. I know for me, that's often just been a, like you say, an impression or a thought or a reminder. And and often it often sounds like me. I've experienced God speak to me in a way that I know this is truth. It resonates with my heart and with scripture and with how I get to know God, but it doesn't like, it's not strong and authoritarian or it's not this voice commanding me to do something at all. If it lines up with his character, you know, if it lines up with what love is like, 1 Corinthians 13, if it lines up yeah. with that. Yes. And, and also it brings peace to you. There's conviction, but mm. conviction doesn't bring condemnation. Yes. Right? It doesn't bring shame upon you. Mm. So you still feel a sense of peace because you're being given truth and you're being corrected in a way that feels to your benefit. Okay. So, you know, you just have a sense of how's, how does this feel to me? Mm. I like it that sometimes it really does surprise you, right? You'd be like, wow, I would never have thought that. And that's to me is God. Yeah. Because it's got a it's got a flavor, it's got a wisdom, it's got a mm. there's something fun or unique about it that's like, wow. Mm. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good. And I mean, this is like a bonus to those listening because we're talking about prayer and we've now sort of went into how to hear the voice of God, which actually I think is very in line with what praying is is all about because it's not supposed to be a one-way conversation. In fact, I think there's a there's a desire on God's part to have a two-way conversation. If we can just quiet ourselves, be, you know, be still and Pray and listen. So you've got your first step is approach God with gratitude. Yeah. Listen, write down this response or re impression, and where do you go from there? If you've got something weighing on you, you there's, there's cool steps which actually line up with how your brain operates. So the first thing is just to hear God seeing you. Does that sound weird? But let's say, let's say right now I would say, if I was God looking at you, Bainant, I see you um, with a glow on your face. I see you with a smile. I see your eyes twinkling. I see the background you have behind you. 
So you're just acknowledging that God is right in the moment with you and he sees you. Mm. And then God is saying, and I hear that you are wondering about how to um, how to adapt your family life right now and how to best support your wife right now. So I see you, I hear you, and then you're waiting to hear. I know that's big for you. So what would God say about how big that is for you? So that's I see you, I hear you, I know it's big for you, and I'm near you. And then lastly, and I can help you. So if you're just offering God those little kind of like, okay, God, how do you see me right now? Mm. What are you hearing me saying and thinking right now? Mm, mm. Do you do you get how big this is for me, what I'm going through? And just see what comes. So so I want to ask a question there because this is this is interesting and I mean extremely practical. Like I've I've not actually had this practical a discussion about prayer. So you're almost expecting God to reveal to you how he sees you, how he hears you, what he thinks that may feel like. And I mean, that's like empathy right there, empathy 101 and care and connection. And then what was the next one you said? How does he want you to experience him near to you? And then how does he want to help you? How does he want to help you? So you've, you've pinpointed at least five things there, but I love how you make it very practical and say, well, these are the five things that I, I want God to actually speak into. So I'm going to ask a question for each of these five things. So, so let's, let's run with those five questions real quickly. And, and to me, this is like the most practical I've like probably ever heard in terms of praying, but praying specifically not to run a list of requests, but praying to hear God's voice and actually expecting this makes so much sense. Sorry, I'm rambling off here, but this makes so much sense because if I'm talking to somebody and I want information from that person, I'm going to ask them a question. <laughs> it's just, it's actually so simple. So you're just saying, how do you see me? How do you see me? Yeah. Like right now. Mm-hmm. How do you, how are you aware of what I'm thinking? What's on my mind or what What's am I thinking? Or, yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how big this is for me? So you're asking him to talk to you about the size mm. of what you're concerned with. Mm. And then just asking him to let you know how he's near to you mm. and how he can help you. Mm. I mean, the easiest right. question, if you want just one question, is to say, what do you want me to know about this? Mm. So if I tell him, you know, God, I am, I'm struggling with the idea that people are really suffering in lockdown, what do you want me to know about that? And then... He, he'll give me ideas of how to pray for them or who to phone because they're feeling especially isolated. So yeah. it is, it's always giving him the space to just give you information and to let you know how he feels about it. Yeah. The other five-step process is actually that actually works with our brain. Yeah. Because it's saying, you know, it's helping all the bits of our brain come online with him. Mm. And he responds in a way that actually helps every part of our emotional circuitry yeah. connect, connect up with him. This is so good. It's like, how can you, uh, we live in the age of Zoom calls, right? 
How many times have you logged onto a Zoom call and your audio isn't working or the video isn't working and you need to change something in order for you to be able to have that conversation? And that's what I'm hearing loud and clear. There are circuitry, there are settings, there are systems in our brain that if it's not tuned in or adjusted, we won't hear the voice of God. Prayer won't be effective. We won't connect in prayer with God and like having a discussion is not possible because there's no audio <laughs> or there's no yeah, video. Or, really? Or, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You've, got, yeah. you've got all the bits of your brain that actually do that are offline. Mm. One of the things that I really love doing, and you do, I do this with lots of people, so I would start get-togethers with people, meetings on Zoom, just ask them to bring a photo of something that gives them joy. So they're not telling you about the detail in the photo. They're telling you about why it gives them joy. Yep. Now, as people share that, everything fires up in your brain that's relational. Mm. Just from hearing other people's joy stories. Mm. So mm. if your prayer in the morning is, God, here's a photo of this from yesterday. Thank you so much that you put this golden sunlight on the tree just like that and the kingfisher mm. landed just at that moment and you know, your peace blanketed me. You know, you just talk through a photo with them. That's so good. And then wait, you know, waiting is always good because you do want a response. You have faith that he wants to reply. This is interesting. And look, I've, we prayed before starting this discussion and I'm always trying to bring information together and create curriculum and help people with the learning aspects of the mind and structure things. And it's funny how our minds often want structure, but it's also interesting to know that there's this thing about mystery where God always talks, Jesus spoke about the mystery of the kingdom or even the mystery of godliness. And he talks about seeking and you will finding it's like, I feel like God hides things for us to find almost like an Easter egg hunt. It's maybe not often as clear and as direct and as, as structured, but it, you know, it may be a bit of a treasure hunt or a mystery race. And, and what I experience in that is it might be, you know, these, these, these discussions might not be an orderly discussion that where one concept builds on the next, but there might be random ideas that, that, that pop up. And I feel like this is very much the line that our conversation is going. There are these random ideas and not a straight line. And, and our, our rational mind sometimes want that straight line, but I think our spiritual man needs the, the mystery and the connection and those neurons firing. And then if we follow along with that lead, eventually the big picture starts to make sense for us. It's sort of uh, we discover the big picture. We don't draw it step by step, but as God reveals the bits and the pieces, we sit back and it starts making sense. Am I? Am I? Like I don't know if I'm on a I'm on a tangent here, but I I feel like there's there's this thing about the mystery and the orderliness of the way that God would speak to me in prayer time, or or lack thereof, in terms of you know when you talk about orderliness. You know, I love the mysteries of God because the mystery is the edge where you get to meet more of him. Mm. So, yes, I, I would say, um, you know, again, we're asking questions of God. Is there anything you want to show me about? 
You know, that's such a good question. Is there anything you want to show me? We don't assume anything. But if you want me to know or see, mm -hmm. I'd love to know, you know. So I just think, I think he's curious. He's made us curious. Mm. He's creative. He's made us creative. And so there's an openness to um, how he, how do you want to speak to me, Lord? Yeah. So, so let's go back to this whole idea of um, the brain. And you spoke about gratitude and how it's always great to start prayer with gratitude. I want to touch on the idea of the brain and, and not only our connection in prayer, but our connection to one another, our human connections. Talk to me about the brain and the human connection. Yeah, well, it, it's the same, really. I listened to a previous one of your podcasts about if you're suddenly feeling like your spouse is the enemy, hmm. there's a reason for that. And the reason is that the top half of your right brain has gone offline. So every, everywhere that you know that you love that person, you've done heaps of lovely things with them, you appreciate them, actually right then you don't have access to that information. You look at your spouse, for instance, and you go, right now I feel like you're my enemy. Gotcha. You know? So anger or anger maybe or offense. Or yeah, offense. Yep. Mm. So the way then to address that is to you actually need to take a moment. You can even, you know, this is kind of what we all know to do. I just need to take a breather. I'll be back. I really want to understand what you're experiencing right now, but I need to take a breather. Yep. You, can, you can go and like taking deep breaths mm. really does help get the, um, you know, the dopamine gets going in your brain, which helps you calm down and mm -hmm. reconnect with your relational circuits. That's probably where the count to 10 and breathe. <laughs> yeah. It actually gets your brain back online mm. and then you can say, God, can you remind me of what I appreciate about that person? Mm. So again, appreciation and that yep. helps you then become relational, yep. back able to be relational. Yeah. So what I've learned is I can't expect myself to be relational until I have some kind of God awareness of appreciating that person. And we need like that. That's so like we, we talk about that at our weekends, I guess, from a from a practical point of view, as in <laughs> there's some, some research done when when couples are in an argument and they would stop and read a magazine, <laughs> you know, come back 20 minutes later, they're more likely to actually resolve that argument. But that links to me with everything you've just said about the brain accessing that attack mode and then honestly forgetting all the good things. So how do you speak to from a brain point of view? This idea that couples who pray together stay together. Um, what does prayer do for you on a on a neurological level well, as a couple? Such a good question because when you're with someone who you know is glad to be with you mm. and their brain is doing healthy um, connecting things, your brain fires in response. So okay. our brains, like mirror our neurons, brains, is, mirror, got, exactly mirror neurons. Yep. So the mirror neurons that actually builds both of our brains. If we're doing love-focused, connection-focused, um, God connection together, mm -hmm. then at the same time our brains are developing together, really mm. good healthy pathways. So it's about building joy capacity together. Actually, it means that. We're less likely, if we get upset, 
we're less likely to stay upset mm. because we can get back into our, you know, our understanding of, I love this way that Jim Wilder says, he says, what is it like me to be right now? Who is it like me to be right now? Mm. So I can remember who I'm, who I'm designed to be more quickly. Mm. 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 But it's, you know, prayer does that because it's, it's using the best of us together. Yeah. And, and like, what do you say to the couple that we um, might love each other and we're committed to each other, but right now we're not in a good space about this thing. Like we're, we don't like one another right now, but we've committed to praying together. And so that's often when there's a fence or there's a thing that you're dealing with between the connection, the two of you, that's the first discipline or practice that goes out the window. It's praying together. It's like, until we sort this out, how are we going to pray together? But then at the same time, I wonder if the praying together is the the doorway to sorting that out. I don't know if I've answered my question there, but I'd love to hear you speak into that. I do believe, I mean, I'm really hitting this hard, but I think appreciation is always the best way to come into relationship. So if I can, let's say I'm expecting to talk to someone about something we disagree about before I do that I want to spend some time asking God to help me appreciate them Mm. so I come having remembered and been reminded of what I love about them what's good about them and from that place then you see I can I'm maybe more likely to be able to to listen well Mm to attune to them better. Yeah. It's a, it seems so simple, right? But it's so powerful. You know what I find really interesting is throughout our conversation, I can almost not tell where you draw the line or if you even draw the line between a an earthly relationship and a heavenly relationship. I can imagine the tools to build these relationships are, are the same or similar. Because like Jesus said, you know, I just do what I see the Father doing. Mm. And I, you know, I say what I hear him saying. It's that kind of idea. So the more often we can come back to our father and say, well, what are you doing right now? What are you Mm. saying to me right now? Because that's all I want to do. Mm. So in that sense, I I think that's what you're saying, that therefore my earthly relationships are always founded in that connection, right? Yeah. Um, on the one hand, I asked the question around that earthly relationship and you immediately took it back to the heavenly relationship. And I realized, well, if you saw that, this is also taken care of, the vertical aspect. And the there's a great book I read recently um, uh, by Dave and Ann Wilson, and it's called Vertical Marriage. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was just taken aback by the way they talk about whenever they reach something, they sort of stop and pray about it. And, you know, it, it seems a bit out there and like, who does that? But then just listening to the stories and seeing how, um, you know, it's not about making everything spiritual. It's about realizing in the moment when we step into the heat of an argument, breaking that pattern, like the mind. And I I mean, if I link it to brain science, that's what you're saying is if I can stop that neuro pathway from firing attack, 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 this is a threat to me right now. And I stop it through prayer, well, all of a sudden now I'm accessing my whole mind and now the rest of our discussion is probably going to be much more 
productive. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the, the last part of our mind, which you would, it's like called your, something like your right prefrontal orbital cortex or something up here, mm-hmm. that's the last part, right, that gets any information and that's the bit which has my identity. Wow. And so if I could connect in prayer to Jesus, God, like to me that's the best source of reminder of my identity <laughs> because he, he's my people. Yeah. I'm, his, I'm his people. Yes. And he knows who I'm meant to be right now and how yeah. I'm meant to respond right now. So mm. he, he gives me best access to how should I respond right now? Because what would you do right now? Because you're That's my people. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, if if you're listening to our discussion right now and you're looking for a how-to roadmap, um, <laughs> sorry for this disappointment, but I feel like nothing in the kingdom of God is actually a how-to. It's it's very simple in the sense of it's not complicated. It's not supposed to be complicated, but it's also not always that structured. And sometimes, you know, it's a bit of a mystery. What is God saying to me right now? But there's always a peace that comes with it. I guess from a practical point of view, because I guess the 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 idea I'm wrestling with for at least in my own journey as a as a Christian, I always looked up to certain people that were these prayer warriors. And you know, they're so sharp and tuned in, and they've just got this gift to hear from God. And you know, you're almost a bit afraid of these people because you don't want to go talk to them because they might know things about you that you don't want them to know. Or um, I guess that was a mindset I've I've held before. And 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 I think maybe I'm not the only one thinking that there are these people that are just, you know, their faith is so great and they can just hear God's voice. Um, you know, but what about our normal old me? I'm just me trying to pray. Um how would you how would you speak to that? And maybe on a practical note, give us an illustration of you know what it looks like for you and Glenn if you know you're spending time praying together. How, how do we, how do we encourage couples to pray together? That maybe you know this a lot of what we're talking about now could sound fairly new, especially the part about hearing God speak. I think you. Find ways that are going to feel easy. And for Glenn and I, like we have quite different prayer styles. So we haven't, it hasn't been an easy journey to find ways to pray together. So we've come up with ways that are like, this is, this brings us both life. And one really easy thing that we do is pray the hours. You know, if you know the divine hours, the books, and you pray your morning and your evening, whatever. And it, and it gives you scriptures to just repeat to one another and say before God, it's the easiest, most lovely way to pray. So okay. we do that. Pray the hours, that's something I'm not familiar about. Okay. Like- so it's called, like, um, you can buy books called The Divine Hours. Okay. Praying the Hours. So yeah. between 6 and 9 a.m., you would pray. So you'd greet God together. There would yeah. be a response together. But it's you're, you're just reading through prayers that have been written by the saints and by in the scripture. You yeah. pray that together. You pray the Lord's Prayer together and you bless the day together. And it's mm. it's so easy, but because it's all the truth of God, it just feels mm. like a nice way to, to pray. So 
You know, if someone's going, oh, I, we can't find a way that works. Yeah. That might be a useful starting point. Yeah. I, I just feel like you're, you're this well of, you know, knowledge and experience. And the moment I just make this little prompt, there's, oh. uh, there's a well that, that comes from there. But we're talking about the divine hours and you were saying there's a 6 to 9 a.m. Oh, so, yeah. So, so in the books, you can work through the, um, you know, the different parts of the day and pray together using the book. So that's okay. just one suggestion. There's, there's prayers of, like, you can listen to a song together. That's a prayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this. Here's a, this. This really got me recently. So you listen to a piece of music together, and this is so mm-hmm. cool to do with kids. Mm-hmm. So you might listen to a worship song together, and as you listen, you just draw, draw lines and draw colours. Mm. That's like, it's how you're receiving it. Yeah. And then you show the other person that, mm-hmm. and they respond to that with line and colour. Mm-hmm. Now, somehow God just wraps all that up and takes it all as an offering. But it's actually a way of getting your whole right brain involved in some worship and doing it together means it's relational. And so you can offer that as prayer. I've heard about like four things right there. And I think it's really practical, but maybe it bears repeating at the moment. So there's prayer books, practical books like the Divine Hours is one that you guys use. And it gives you prayers to pray at times of the day. And you just get together and pray that together. So put that in the calendar or decide, pick a time and then do that together. Yeah. That's great. That's a great practical idea. Um, you spoke about listening to a piece of music together, like maybe worship music and listening and then creating expressions like drawing. And I, I won't ask a question about art therapy, but I know you're quite into that. So you could probably tell me a lot about the value of art therapy, but then creating something together is expressing what you're experiencing and sitting and doing that together. It's liberating to hear that not everybody will have the same prayer expression or prayer style. And and that's okay. And that doesn't mean we have to, the other person has to pray like we pray, but I think making an effort of resonating together, coming together in prayer as a couple, like to me, that's, that's a wonderful opportunity to create oneness in yeah, marriage, yeah. and that's what marriage is is all about, ultimately. You know, you've got your family around the table at night and you just want mm. to give thanks, mm. and you're saying, today, God, I thank you for, you know, that phone call with Jenny and how much she helped me understand that issue. And, you know, if you're sharing that, that's prayer, and it's so easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're thanking him and you're acknowledging he's with you and mm-hmm. how he provides for you. Yeah. And it, yeah. when you share it, it deepens the connection, doesn't it? Yeah, that's fantastic. And thank you so much. Like we, I feel like we could keep going. We certainly can. And um, you've given some great insights, um, you know, practically. Um, but I think overall, what I hear is the ease. There's an ease about talking to God and having your father speak back and and respond in prayer and and yeah i mean if you're listening today i i want to encourage you that it's not a big thing like it's a powerful thing 
but it's not a it's not a mountain that needs climbing. It is a conversation with someone who loves you. And if you can do that together as a couple, that love as the strongest bond of all to, I guess, draw you closer together and keep you together and also help you draw closer in difficult, difficult times. Um, and thank you so much for joining, joining me today for this discussion. I hope we get to do it again soon. And um, yeah, thank you for the work that you do in the space in helping people uh, work on just practically expressing you know, themselves to God and walking through the pain uh, to wholeness, because ultimately, isn't that what, you know, what, what God's desire is for us so that we can live in health? Yeah. Have you got any closing thoughts for our discussion today? It's been a real pleasure. I'm really grateful to you for this opportunity to just talk about it. And I, I just want to acknowledge you as someone who you never fail to ask me, how can I pray for you? You've taught me so much by doing that and that there's always the opportunity to just offer that to people. Is there anything I can pray for you about? You know, that, that's just so beautiful and I just honour you for doing that. And, Thanks, Anne. Uh, yeah, Namihi. Namihi. Bless you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion. If you did, uh, hop on over to our website, familylife.nz forward slash pray uh, there you will find some information on how to join the prayer uh, movement you would also find um, a snippet of our pre-recorded prayer that's a prayer of blessing for families in new zealand if you found this discussion helpful then please take a moment and share it with a friend share it with a family member uh, share it with someone who you think would be encouraged by this conversation if you're watching on YouTube, then uh, please like this video, subscribe so you'll hear about new videos that we release and uh, help us in reaching a nation. Help us in seeing a nation flourish because people were willing to stand in the gap by praying for our beautiful country and families to flourish. I'm Vainant from the Family Life New Zealand team and I hope to see you again soon.